we know that this week has all been a maverick week, isn't it? Oh, really? So, so we thought, what better thing to do than actually speak to a real-life Top Gun? Now, his name is Christian Boo because each Top Gun has a nickname, right? Christian Boo Bukowskis. Good morning. Morning. Thanks so much for having me. We're coming into every fighter pilot's favourite week. Only happens once every 36 years, but like a comet. Uh, the release of another Top Gun movie. Righto then, come on. How similar is Top Gun the movie to really being a Top Gun? Everything that you see in the cockpit and the flying is is very similar. I, I would say the only difference between a real fighter pilot as opposed to an actor is we've, we've got to switch emotions on off. And when we're in the aeroplanes, we kind of turn them off. So there's a little bit more emotion perhaps in, in Top Gun. But yeah, it hurts in the airplanes and it's really confusing and complex and everything's moving around quick and there's you know everything's moving at two to three to four thousand kilometers per hour so that chaos and trying to keep tabs of things is is wow. very very similar very real when you say it hurts in the planes what do you mean? Well, when we're pulling G, so when you see those pilots turning the airplanes around, you know, we pull up to seven and a half, nine G, which what, which means we weigh seven times more. So we're around seven to 800, 900 kilograms in the cockpit. Every woman's uh, dream. And your head. Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even your head weighs about 30 kilograms. Your heart weighs three kilograms. So your entire body mass just squashes down into the aeroplane and the blood drains from your head. You, you go unconscious if you're not straining and holding it all up there. So it's really life at the end of the human performance envelope for sure. So then why do it? <laughs> like genuinely. Yeah, because you see the movie and you go, that looks like fun. And then you signed up for 10 years and it's too late. You're like, oh, this actually hurts. So. <laughs> Were you ever scared? in the training that you had to do or, you know, the yeah, work? Yeah, scared's not the word. I think the word is uh, is probably uh, appropriately anxious in terms of you're, you're very respectful of the aeroplane all the time. And the way that we work is you're always getting pushed just to the edge of your capability all the time. No human being is designed to fly around in these machines, right? They are. Mm. They defy gravity. They fly upside down. There's they're very, very complicated. See, most of the time you're just managing that environment. So for a, for a fighter pilot, you're always anxious. You just know that this thing can bite back at you if you're not on top of your game. Man, oh, man. All right. Well, we'd better just check off a couple of things that we know exist in a fighter pilot's life because of the great movie, Top Gun, documentary, whatever you want to call it. Do you have or did you, when you're flying, have a Harley Davidson? Some fighter pilots do possess a Harley Davidson or a motorbike of some description. Alternatively, uh, usually some fastish uh -huh. kind of car. Toy, yeah, okay. Um, was it compulsory to play beach volleyball in jeans? <laughs> in the history of being a fighter pilot, I never played a game of volleyball <laughs> in any attire other than appropriate sporting wear. Did, did you all have aviator sunglasses? Yes. <laughs> Why? Because they're aviators. They were aviator sunglasses before they were Top Gun hijacked them. Yeah, okay, okay, we'll go with that. Um, did you always wear, like, white shirts that you could sweat through and then have your dog tags on the outside? We never wear dog tags. Never? Uh, unless, unless we're in combat and then we, we stick one in on our boot, not around our neck. And we have, our T-shirts are effectively a form of branding. So how it works now, and this is the same in the US, is we have a squadron T-shirt, which has uh -huh. a little emblem uh, under our neck. You, you need that because you sweat so much in the cockpit and the environment. You wear so many other layers of survival vests and G-suits and helmets and hoses. You need that to try and keep your, the, the sweat at bay as well. 
do you get to pick your nicknames? Autopilot call signs are very interesting. Yeah. Uh, normally some event has occurred in your life or you've done something and bad and your call sign starts off being a bad one. But the minute you push back against a call sign you don't like, you're stuck for life. So you've got to be very careful as a fighter pilot to just let all the nasty ones wash over you. Yeah. Uh, and, and hopefully somewhere in there you land on a neutral one. Come on. Did you ever, ever have a bloke just really hoping he got called Maverick? Like the Australian Maverick? We have Maverick. a Maverick. Oh, there, there of course a... we do. Do we? Yeah, because his real name in real life is Pete Mitchell. Oh, get out. Oh, so we... we have a Royal Australian Air Force fighter pilot who is genuinely Maverick. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a couple of goose or geese in here. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to eject out of a plane a la Goose and Maverick? No, I've not. And we're very fortunate uh, in in Australia. We've never had any fighter pilot have to eject out of uh, one of our aeroplanes. Wow. Hey. Have you ever inverted your plane three foot away from a Soviet <laughs> MiG and taken a Polaroid? <laughs> we did that yesterday. <laughs> have you ever lied? <laughs> No, we went we went flying yesterday. We recreated that scene for someone. Okay. Uh, we went upside down. We were uh, enhancing international relations. It was just that they were in two little aerobatic planes, not fighter jets. So, oh, that is so uh, cool. Is there what? any way we could possibly see that photo? Could we see that? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be released next week. Excellent. All right, we'll keep an eye out for that. What is the one question? And I would imagine, you know, we all go, the Shane's on the dating scene and he goes to the bar and they say, what do you do? And he says, I'm a radio announcer and they just walk away normally. <laughs> when you go to... It's the same a, thing that happens to fighter pilots. Oh, so boy, there you go. That is not true. No. Being <laughs> Saying at the pub that you're a fighter pilot would be the coolest thing to do ever, I would have to think. We have a rule as fighter pilots, you're not allowed to ever say that as a fighter pilot. So we normally, <laughs> we were normally a dolphin trainer or turtle inspector or some other. So instead of, of uh, instead of there's no talking about fight club, there's no talking about fighter club. Is that where we're going? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Some of us would clean the dust off the skirting boards in a museum. So we, we all had a, a unique alter ego. Have you ever lost that loving feeling? Yes. Oh, yeah, I was divorced, like most fighter pilots at some stage. Um, goes with the career, really. But look, Christian, this has been absolutely brilliant to talk to you about it. And you don't fly anymore and you now do leadership and skill and performance mindsetting. What was it about learning how to fly these incredible machines that set you up for that type of it's, skill set? It's a super interesting question. And I didn't really realise this till about six or seven years ago, where you realise as a fighter pilot, you're taught to think very differently from other people. And we call it thinking in circles, where most people just think of A to B. You know, I start, I drive to work, I get to work, I do my radio shift. And that's, that's kind of the end of each phase of life. Whereas we, as fighter pilots, understand when you're going really fast and everything's high consequence, you always have to have a feedback loop. So we think very differently from the average person. And when we come in, as I've got like 15 fighter pilots and we go in and work with some of the biggest companies in Australia, we just break the mold a little bit and get them thinking a bit more proactively, take control of everything. And, and I, I sold, I was a businessman for 15 years, sold all my businesses to do this full time because it's such an amazing experience to see people go, well, I, I can be a better version of myself and I just have to think a different way. So it's a hugely rewarding business. It's great to be able to put a flying suit on again and wear my onesie and still get to hang out with all my old mates and, and doing fighter pilot stuff. Well, mate, I've got, to, I've got to tell you, Christian, genuinely, we cannot wait another 36 years to talk to you again. So we'll be finding any excuse to be able to catch up. Christian Boo Bakusas, that was absolutely brilliant from Afterburner. Mate, what, a, what an amazing life you've already lived. The Ali Clark Breakfast Show on Mix 102.3.